0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith.
1: We have hope for the present, no matter what the circumstances we find ourselves in. But that hope isn't just now. Thank God that hope is for tomorrow. That hope is for our future because we don't live or we should not live like other people in our world. We shouldn't be like those who live for this present world and neglect. The main focus of our lives is to live for God's glory and eternity.
0: Reaching up high With arms open wide we see You're changing our lives If others were to examine your life, would they find that you live for eternity or that you live more for the temporal? As Pastor Ed continues his teaching series, he'll be challenging us to live for eternity and to be more heavenly-minded. The Bible exhorts us as good soldiers to not be entangled with the affairs of this life. We as Christians have a mission. If we focus too much on worldly worries, we won't be effective in furthering God's kingdom. Now here's Pastor Ed with part two of today's message entitled, Hope.
1: Not given you a word to hold on, to hold on to. Stay in the book. He will. In Psalm 119, verse 49 says, Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. Amen. No matter what you're going through, no matter where you've been, no matter what's happening, dig into the book and let the book dig into you. In the darkest of times, God spoke one of the most beautiful promises through his word. It's found in the book of Weeping, Lamentations. He says, yet this I call to mind, Jeremiah, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning great is your faithfulness I say to myself the Lord is my portion therefore I will wait for him the Lord is good to those who hope in him to the one who seeks him God has hope for you in those sacred pages of scripture as you read the word you're going to find hope even when the economy goes down You're going to find hope even when everything around you seems to go in the direction that you'd say, that's going in the wrong direction. You find strength in this book. You find hope in his word. I think about Joseph, how he kept maybe that promise in his heart when God said to him, someday, Joseph, your brothers are going to bow down to you. You're going to rule. (laughs) And didn't seem like that. I mean, His brothers turn against him, sell him. Then he tries to remain faithful to God. He does remain faithful to God and he resists the temptation of Potiphar's wife and he gets thrown into prison and then he gives an encouraging word to someone and they forget about him and he's just wasting away. But God, but God has his calendar and he keeps track of things. And so you read the story of Joseph and you see yourself in Joseph's story. Or you look at Stephen in the midst of being stoned to death, this first martyr of the church. The story is in chapter 7 and chapter 8 of the book of Acts. You, You see Stephen lifting up his head, looking up to God in the midst of stones being hurled at him He sees Jesus lifted up. He sees Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. I was reading the story of a missionary, Ron Boyd. Ron Boyd McMillan, actually. Uh, He went to China, and he met a woman by the name of Mrs. Yang. Mrs. Yang was a wonderful Christian woman. Uh, This woman was an evangelist. And she won many people to Christ. And many churches in China were established because of her ministry. And he wanted to learn more about her. So one day early, he he watched her, this older woman, as she walked up to the top of the hill, knelt down on damp ground, and just prayed. And after a season of prayer. She got up and meditated on the word. And then she began to worship. But something was very noticeable about her worship as she began to sing. She sang with everything within her. She sang from the very depth of her soul. And he said, I I want to ask her about that. So when she came down from the hill... After her devotions, he said, may I ask you a question? She said, sure. He said, why did you sing so enthusiastically? Why were you singing like that? Now, in China, they sing a lot of the old hymns, and they also put a lot of Scripture passages to song. They sing the Word of God. And so she said, well, my father told me that your to sing as an act of worship to God. And throughout the Psalms, I found that it exhorts us again and again to praise the Lord out loud. She said, when I was in prison for preaching the gospel, I would pray, I would read the word, but nothing lifted my spirit like singing praises to God. She said, it's like a flower the flower remains closed until the sun comes and shines on it and it opens its petals and then it closes again when the night season comes. She said, singing praises to God is like the sun shining onto our souls. We open up to God. Uh, Take the example of Mrs. Yang. Take the example of the psalmist Sing God's Word. Meditate on God's Word. Memorize God's Word. You will find hope for your day. You're not going to find it in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. I mean, there may be some good information there, but you're going to find hope in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. You're going to find hope in the sacred scriptures. And that's why Paul tells us those sacred scriptures were given for our encouragement. Are you discouraged? Do you feel like circumstances are robbing you of that hope? It's, it's slipping out of your hands, things maybe out of your control. You're saying, boy, I've told my children, and they don't make the right choices. They just keep on making a chain of bad choices, And you're tempted at that moment to lose hope or or, or you look at a job situation that's so tentative and you just don't know if that job's going to be there tomorrow or you're just struggling to make your marriage work and it seems like it's a continual uphill battle. Meditate. muse in the word of God. The psalmist said this. I am laid low in the dust... Preserve my life according to your word. The word of God has a way of reviving us. It has a way of strengthening us. It has a way of imparting hope to us. God speaks hope to us through his word. Lamentations again. I will say to myself. I'm reading the New Living Translation. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I hope in him. Paul said, I pray that their eyes might be opened to see the hope that we have in Christ. will read the book and then meet with Jesus. Meet with Christ. Our hope is in Christ. In 1 Timothy 1.1, it just says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the command of God, our Savior, and Christ Jesus, our hope. Our hope, and we sang about it so beautifully in worship, our hope is that Jesus Christ is was born of a virgin and he lived and then he died and then he rose from the dead and then he ascended to heaven and then he's coming back again as Lord of lords and King of kings, as the sovereign. Hallelujah. See, we have hope. In the Old Testament, the prophets looked forward to a day when hope would shine like a light in a dark land, like a giant spotlight into the darkest corners of the earth. These are the words of Isaiah the prophet. In the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in a land of the shadow of death, a light. Oh, God, turn that light on. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Let him shine into your heart. No matter where you are on the journey, it's hope that really, really works today, in the present, right now. In Hebrews, the Hebrew Christians are exhorted not to go back not to go back to a ritualistic type of religion and trying to just get caught up in the religion that they had left, going back to the old sacrificial system, said, no, no, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is what? Faithful. God is faithful. We can trust in Him. Now, that's not something that's just a subjective statement. See, when we hope, God gives us a new frame to look at life through. Because you can look at life through a grid that makes everything look dark. You have a negative outlook, pessimistic worldview, and, and, and you tend to just see everything. In a negative perspective, and you could get that way when you get hammered down by life. When the stresses and the pressures come, you're afraid to think hopefully. But our hope is in Christ. And when we hope in Christ, we could look at life knowing that we're not journeying through life by ourselves. Knowing that we have the good shepherd walking with us through the valley of the shadow of death. It's subjective, yes, internally, subjectively. We see through a new lens, but also it's objective. See, we have hope because God, who is the ultimate reality, has control of events. That God rules and reigns. The God that we serve is a God who does whatever he desires. And we know that he can help us and that he can change the circumstances. He may give us grace to go through the circumstance, but in the present, no matter what the circumstances, no matter how dark, no matter how black, no matter how difficult, you can have hope. It was on November 11, Veterans Day. Joe was in this house grieving the loss of a son, 32 years old. This 87-year-old man felt the greatest loss in his life when his son of 32 died of alcoholism. He had become somewhat disenchanted, distant from the neighbors. But on November 11th, God sent a messenger, Jeff Banky, to knock on his door. Samaritan Purse was helping clean up all of the wreckage that happened with Sandy and, and they were working on Joe's house, on his trailer and they were taking the, all of the uh, refuge from underneath the trailer and uh, taking and cleaning things up and so when Jeff knocked on the door, he, Joe opened the door and the uh, first thing Jeff said is I thank you for being a veteran one of the first things I said, thank you for being a veteran thank you for your service to our country. I said, may I come in? And Jeff wisely, when he came in, didn't beat him over the head with a Bible and give him a dozen tracks. Jeff knew he was going to be there for a week and he let Joe talk. And Joe told him his story over the next couple of days, how he was in World War II, how he had been devastated in, a, in many ways because he was on Normandy Beach taking as a 19-year-old boy the, the bodies of young men off the beach. and uh, Then the Guatemala Canal and Irojima, he, he was at all three of those places and those were some of the bloodiest places in the Second World War. But he said the greatest pain that he felt as an old man was to lose his son. And so Jeff just gave a listening ear. And then when he came back on Wednesday, Jeff saw the heart beginning to open. And he says, you know what you need for your troubled, broken soul? And I'm paraphrasing it. You need peace with God. And there, Joe made a personal confession of faith and accepted Christ. And Jeff helped him to surrender the circumstance of his son to God, who is a just God. And he he helped him to pray a prayer, surrendering all of those all of that pain. And Saturday came, and there Joe was, smile on his face, and the people in the trailer court said, he's different. He's at peace. Something's changed in him. And he was looking for Jeff. (laughs) We have hope for the present, no matter what the circumstances we find ourselves in. But that hope isn't just now. Thank God that hope is for tomorrow. That hope is for our future. Because we don't live, or we should not live, like other people in our world. We shouldn't be like those who live for this present world and neglect the main focus of our lives is to live for God's glory and eternity. And that's what he's doing here by encouraging us in Peter, where it says, therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and rest your hope fully upon when? The grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The whole story isn't this story. This is scene one. I mean, there's an eternity That's going to go forth, that we're going to participate in. There, there's what we need to focus on. I'm reading a book, I just started, Living in the Light of Eternity. It's written by an Indian evangelist, and he sort of shakes up your thinking because, you know, we just put such trust in things of this present life. And he talked about living for eternity. I said, I have to get this book for the board and the elders elders and our pastoral staff because I'm really being touched by it. It's, it's pulling on my heart. It's not just living for today, it's living for tomorrow. Someday is gonna be our payday. Now, it's not the 15th and the 30th of every month and in February the 28th, but it's not those days. <laughs> It's not the end of the week. It's the end of life when you stand before God and he pays you. Welcome, welcome into the joy that he's prepared. Good and faithful servant. In 1997, two of the most beautiful women died. They both cared for people and had a big impact on the lives of many people. One died on August the 31st, the other on September the 5th. If you could have lived the life of someone else or if someone else could transfer their deeds to you, which one would you want to take? One was Princess Diana on August 31st. She tragically died. The other was Mother Teresa on September 5th of 1997 who wholly devoted herself to serving God and to serving others someday it'll all be over with and this verse will be fulfilled our hope is that he's coming again and we're going to stand before him and we're going to worship him cast our crowns at his feet and the best words we could hear is well done thou good and faithful servant a student knows that he has to study for those exams because at the end of that exam is the grade at the end of those grades is the diploma I think of what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 31 17 so there is hope for your future declares the Lord there is hope for your future it's not based on your bank account it's not based on your giftings it's not based on your popularity it's not based on anything you have it's based on this relationship with God there is hope for the future It doesn't matter in heaven what happens in the stock market. It doesn't matter in heaven what happens in the Dow Jones. It doesn't matter any of those things. What does matter is how we've lived our lives here. Martin Luther King said this, and it grips my heart. We must accept finite disappointment, but we must never lose infinite hope. There is finite disappointment, but our hope is not in those things. Our hope is fueled and found in the promises of the Word of God that we sang about earlier. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ's blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest dream. I wholly lean on Jesus' name. Now Paul in Romans chapter 15 talks about the scriptures being a source of hope. He, he talks about Jesus being our hope but he also talks about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can fill you with hope. It's amazing when the Spirit fills us and floods us that our hearts are filled with joy, with hope. In Romans 15, 13, it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In part, that is seen as he talks in Romans 15 about unity. When God floods our heart with hope, we join hands together and serve the Lord. When God floods our heart with hope, We fall deeply in love with Jesus. You really do. In Romans 5, verse 5, it says, And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he has given us. It's amazing when the Holy Spirit fills your heart with hope. You want to share it. And then you get more hope. You can go into a hopeless situation and find hope. And give hope. And it's not in tangible things materially. It's in spiritual things that last last forever. Now we do tangible things. We are ministers of hope. We find hope in this beautiful book. Again and again God speaks words of strength into our heart for the journey. Our Savior. He is our hope. The one who died on the cross, who rose from the dead, ascended to heaven, who's coming back again, He is what we've put our hope in. in
0: faith. We've all heard the cliché phrase, Jesus is the reason for the season. But the question is, is He? Is Jesus the center of your life? Or is Christmas just one of the two times during the year that you visit the church? Are you part of the body of Christ? During the Christmas season, there are many opportunities to stop and reflect on the greatest gift of all. But like all gifts, it's only enjoyed when you receive it. The important part of this season is being sure that you have a personal relationship with Jesus. Are you ready for the King? Have you received the upward call? We'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. Pastor Ed Jones and the entire congregation here at Faith Assembly would like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.